Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Square Circle Podcast. And if you love listening to this podcast and want to consider making your own podcast, just download the Anchor app. Anchor allows you to make any type of podcast you want all in one place, all for your convenience. You might think that this has some strings attached. It does not. So let me explain what Anchor can do for you. It is currently free. Well, it's probably always going to be free. There's creation tools within Anchor that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. How easy is that? And then Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard on Spotify Apple, and all major podcast programs. And you could also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It has everything you need in one place. Now all I need you guys to do is to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thank you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Square Circle Podcast. My name is Marie Shadows, and I have a special guest with us, Lorna. She is an extraordinary woman. She helps out entrepreneurs and anybody in the business world who may want to learn how to um, define their brand, bring audience in, and just have a good time doing it while they're on stage, because sometimes stage frights happen. And uh, we're here with Lorna. I thank her for being on here as well. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so the thing is that nowadays what we're used to do all the time on stage has to change and we're all online, we're all on video, we're all on social media and we need to transfer everything we've been doing on stage to the social media and to the internet so that we can create a brand. Especially nowadays with all this crisis and the corona crisis going on, right? Yeah, which uh, ties into everything since um, every almost every state is on lockdown. It kind of hindered all professional wrestlers, so now they're trying to find a different outlet. Um, and most of them are using Twitter to their advantage to make uh, videos and stuff like that. Do you have any tips for people to get on board with that and just be themselves? 100%. Nowadays, there is no other way but being on video. And because we're all in our houses and we don't have the capacity to meet in person, we're all craving for having that connection one-on-one, you know, having to connect with other people. And being on video and being on social media, it's a perfect time for you to build a brand nowadays when you cannot be out there in the world. So. The first thing is to show up. It's to try to find the people who uh, have similar interests to you so that you can connect with those people. Because that's the main thing. You need to create a brand within your niche, right? So you guys are in wrestling, and I am sure that if you mention some of the biggest names in wrestling, there will be uh, names that I've never heard of because I'm not in that niche. However, if you ask anybody who loves that sport, they will be super aware of those names, right? So th- that's the reason why if you go out there in the internet, you need to make sure they're going to be trying to connect first with those people who are in the same niche, in the same industry that you are working on. Because those people are going to be more open to connecting with you, and they're going to be more interested in you. So the first step would be to say, okay, I'm going to put together a strategy to create a brand for myself, which nowadays is 
super important for everything that you do. Let's say if you want to get a sponsor, they're going to look into your Instagram, they're going to look into your social media to see how many followers do you have, to see what's the level of influence you have, to see if they're going to invest in you or not. So this is why I think it's super important for everybody, right? In every sport, in every personality. I was a little uh, reading about the, the casting nowadays in Hollywood. Uh-huh. Nowadays, go and look into the amount of followers that people have on their Instagram they're, when they're deciding who's going to get their role in the movie. So uh, the same thing happens actually in every industry. So when you have a good social media engagement, when you have a good social media video strategy, that is definitely going to help your career. And what I do, my expertise, is making that clean video, using video to create that brand and to create that influence in the world. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better. That was a really uh, good explanation. So for anyone out there listening and will be watching this video soon, Lorna started her YouTube channel in 2008. So she has a lot of years of experience being on YouTube and just being comfortable in front of the camera. And I do know that sometimes not all wrestlers know how to be comfortable in front of the camera. And that goes for like ordinary people that don't be in this uh, side of the business. Even me, for an example, I had to get comfortable being in front of the camera to do this here. And it helped because me and my boyfriend have Ravage Lands and we do that together as a gaming channel. So um, I just got over the fact of like, you know, who's, who's watching me? It's cool. Um, what are some tips and tricks you learned from 2008 to now for uh, being in front of camera? Well, the first thing is you need to be yourself. That's what I talk about in my book, Speak How to Close Deals. I wrote a book that talks about how to create authority and influence when you are presenting yourself and, and talking one to many, this is from stage or in video. And the, the main thing is when you're in front of the camera on social media, be yourself. Connect and don't try to pretend that you're something different. Don't try to fake it. Don't try to make it too perfect because when you do that, you're going to lose. Oh, man. You, yeah. You mentioned, you mentioned my YouTube channel and the video that has so many views is a video in which I talk about my story and my failures, basically, and how using my failures and the things that didn't go right, I was able to understand how to overcome the challenge and make my dreams come true. So they used to tell me when I was 17 and I want to be a singer, and I got kicked out of the choir. So... When I did this video, I was working as a singing teacher. So you can imagine that for a singing teacher admitting that she was kicked out of the choir at some point of her life, it would be something that could be taken like, oh, this person is not good. This would be in a secret that, it kept, that I could have just kept to myself because I didn't want people to think that I wasn't good enough. So instead of hiding it, I, I turned on the camera and I told people, hey, I was... I sucked so much, I was so bad that I got kicked out of the choir. However, when this happened, I went to a phonologist and they discovered that I had a problem in my vocal folds. And that, that's, that was the reason why I couldn't sing well, why my voice wasn't sounding good. So through a process and through therapy, I was able to fix it. So maybe this is happening to you. So by doing that, I was actually creating authority, creating a, a connection with people on the other side, and this is why that video got 1.3 million views. 
just is a lot, right? It is, definitely. People connect with it, and same thing with wrestling. So why don't you just uh, turn on the video and start talking about uh, your day-to-day life, your struggles? Why don't you talk about, hey, you know what? Uh, Today was a tough day. This thing happened, and maybe I I got hurt at this point in my life, and I hope that I won't be able to do this anymore. But then I did this and did that. Hey, guys, have you ever thought that your dreams would be crashed and you wouldn't be able to continue doing this? Well, when this happened to me, I did this, I did that. So start sharing, especially your like your challenges and the tools that you use to overcome those challenges. That would be a really good idea for everybody who's starting to try to, to create a connection with people and be yourself. Connect with those people that are your tribe because they're going to understand what you're talking about. They're going to feel it, you know. They're going to connect with you. And nothing better than nowadays with all this crisis, there's a lot of uncertainty. People are suffering. You know, it's the best time for us to come together and yeah. use the internet. Definitely. And I've seen a lot of people come together uh, during this time. And um, I would probably piggyback off that and uh, mention that being vulnerable is a uh, key. And sometimes, you know, um, people just don't know how to be vulnerable. They think that it might just be a weakness and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Uh, then also, uh, let's see. And then in 2014, your business blew up and your business was primarily helping people as in like a, a voice coach and um, other things, right? Yeah, I, I started, my, my first degree was in journalism. So I was always interested in creation of content and I've always been like interested in those things. And I created my first business as a singer. First off, I've always been a coach. First a dance coach, then I became a singing coach, and I was just teaching singing, instruction singing. And I started posting videos on YouTube in 2008, which brought people into my studio. But then I started studying marketing, online marketing, and in 14, when I started doing all these videos, I had like this great traction in people into my business. I would do it live and I would have a thousand people in my life at that time. It was crazy because uh, it, it created a lot of momentum. And at that point, I was working uh, with my senior lessons. Because of all that success, people started asking me questions about how I did that. And I started helping all the people. I started helping mm-hmm. uh, in Los Angeles to grant them. I started helping all the people in the in the online business industry to create a strategy. And that's when I found a lot fell in love with online marketing. And that's why nowadays I work also as a coach, creating strategies for people that are looking to create a brand, create a business online. So could you walk us through your day-to-day routine of how you get up in the morning to like making the videos, doing editing, and then putting them up online? Well, so uh, I, I am currently not doing videos all the time because this moment, specific moment, my focus is not to create an, a routine with videos online. I have worked really hard in creating this new program for the coronavirus crisis in which I am helping people to get clients online. So I'm doing a lot of coaching and other tasks related to my business that are not the video. So first thing is, okay, are you gonna do videos every day? That's your focus, that's your goal. 
put it on a calendar and do it for a certain amount of time and put a goal on that. Well, this is just said, put it on your calendar as part of your, of your okay? Just, I'm not doing that right now. I'm just doing some Facebook lives two or three times a week. And I'm doing short videos, just uh, like stories in my, my Facebook sometimes. That's what I'm doing right now. Other than that, the best thing you can do depends on the social media that you're doing. You could be doing, for example, one video a week on YouTube or one video, video a week on, um, on Facebook. And then you can repurpose it in other places so that you don't have to You have to do a video for everything all the time. You, know? you can just put it, create it one, one place and then repurpose it in other places. Now, my routine when I wake up, I, I try to have a, a morning routine. Not always works, sometimes I have that off, you know, but I would say that it works 90% of the time, which is I get up and I do a green juice for my health first. So first thing in the morning, and I put very healthy ingredients, I put, again, celery, I put parsley, kumba, ginger, um, lemon, and uh, what else? An apple, green apple. I do a green juice when I'm doing it. I always try to listen to something positive that is going to prepare me for the day. So I love spiritual uh, books, talking about spirituality, positivity. I try to listen to that in the morning. I don't like listening to business advice in the morning, but it just makes me anxious. So I'd rather just take the morning like little by little. Then I write, uh, I put a timer, and then I write five minutes of gratitude. So I on my phone, five minutes, I grab a piece of paper and I write for five minutes everything that I'm that I'm grateful for. So it can be anything. It can be I'm healthy and my fruit my fridge is full of food that I stock, my cat here with me, you know, whatever. Five minutes. Then after that I write five minutes of affirmations of the thoughts that I want to put in my mind to to create more confidence. The things that I know that I need to tell myself so that I can move forward. So this is something that is really good that helps a lot, you know? So for example, when you want to, I have for, for a while, I've been like super anxious about my lack of time to do everything that I want to do. So I'm like, oh my God, I don't have time, I don't have time. And I realized that I was saying all the time, I don't have time. So I started writing, I have all the time in the world to do everything, to do everything I want and everything I need. I am the master of my time. And I started writing it, writing, writing. So that starts creating a momentum in your brain and it helps you to create a new identity and a new belief. So I do that for five minutes and I choose a couple of thoughts that I want to start feeding inside my mind. And that's when I start my day. So then I go to do social media, I go to do whatever else I have to do. I do some coffee after 20 minutes. Sometimes I do meditation. For 20 minutes, it depends on whatever I have to do during that day. However, when it comes to the uh, a routine for you guys to build a brand, the, bit, the biggest challenge is to be consistent and to have discipline. That's the biggest challenge because then you're starting stuff. And I've done it a thousand times. I'm not going to say that I don't do it, okay? I've done it a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I haven't been like consistent as other people. And I regret it because I know that if I did, I, I would have grown a lot more especially when I had momentum. Mm -hmm. So the best thing you can do is to put it in your calendar. So for example, I will be on Tuesdays is my day to create a video. And then maybe you can create a video about your routine, your morning routine as an athlete. 
know? Okay, so what, what, do you, what do you have for breakfast? And then you can do one day a video. Oh, for breakfast I have this, I do this juice because it's super healthy and I have a special diet that I work on. So one day you do a video about your morning routine. Then the next week, the same day of the week, you can do another video about, for example, um, how you prepare before going to train. What's your mental practice? And then you can share some tips about how you prepare yourself mentally before you have to train. So I'm just giving some ideas of things that maybe might interest your audience. And then you can create a calendar at least four weeks in advance with the four videos that you want to be doing for the next the following four weeks. Wow, that's super, super perfect, super perfect. Um, sometimes people don't think about that, and this is why we need groups to come together and we just like shout out ideas and see what works and what doesn't work. Those are like perfect, perfect ideas. I want to ask you about your book. What was the hardest part about writing it, if there was any? Well, for me, being honest, uh, I didn't have, it wasn't a, nothing was hard for me doing that book because I, I wrote it in three weeks and I just said, okay, I'm gonna write for six hours for three weeks and that's my only goal. And maybe at the beginning, I didn't know what to write in the book because uh, the book was the result of the questions that people were asking me like, how do you get all these people watching your videos? How come you're so good on camera? How come you're so good expressing yourself on your videos and people like you, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know, I just, turn on the camera and speak to the camera. I don't know. So I had a, had a hard time figuring out what to teach people. So I, what I did was I went to groups with marketers and say, hey guys, I'm giving away one free session for everybody who wants to get it. I, I will be helping you guys with your speaking skills in front of the camera. So I talked to 50 people around the world, I gave them free lessons on Skype, and I just asked them questions and I was saying, okay, what are the things that I can help them with? And I started like creating exercises to help them according to what they needed, combining all my skills, my skills as a performer, as a singer, as a journalist, I have another degree in some writing. Yeah. So all of those things, I used them according to the things that I was seeing that the person needed. So I would say that, I wouldn't say it was hard. I would say that it was the process that I used. It wasn't one of the hardest things that I've done in my life at all. Just, it's, I don't know why. All the things that I want to do are way harder than that. I just said, okay, I want to write it, and then two weeks it was done. You know, I didn't overthink it. It just came out, you know? There are certain things when you don't think about it too much, and I, I, I wasn't a professional at all. I just wanted to get it done. And I just said, okay, six hours a day, I will get it done. And something, just another tip that I want to share that is really useful for me when it comes to productivity is to create goals that don't have to do with the tasks that you're doing, but that have to do with the time that you're, that you're the time, the time slot that you are doing it. So for example, instead of saying, uh, I'm going to write 10 pages, I would say, okay, I'm going to write for six hours a day. So, I, I was locking that time in and I knew exactly what I had to do that day and I was just doing it. I wasn't counting the pages so that gave me the freedom and the structure that I needed. And I and I discovered in my life that now that when I want to get things done, I just have to put it on my calendar and reserve a time slot for them. 
Cool, cool. I totally agree. I sometimes like overthink everything and I don't get like things done and stuff and I hate that. Um, did, did you choose to go um, self-publish or traditional publish? It, no, I did, no, I did Amazon. Okay. I, I, I don't have a publishing deal. Okay. And, and as an online entrepreneur, I'm not even looking for big deals on anything. Everything that I do, I do it independently. Like, I don't even wait. I don't even think about that. It's not, it's, you know, I think that nowadays we need to do things for, for ourselves. Totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. I'm, I'm more on the, um, I'm more on the uh, doing it for myself because I have my publishing certificate. So I'm able to like go and just go on Amazon and do it. Um, I did learn some stuff like, you know, between traditional publishing and like self-publishing. And I was like, no, I'll just pick self-publishing. It comes to me and then I could help out other people with that as well. Um, what is one fun memory that you have from all of, from any of your clients that you ever helped out? A fun memory. Um, what can I say? Well, fun memory. That's a hard one. Fun memory. I don't. I just right off the bat, I don't remember anything fun right now. But I can share something that made me really happy, which was, for example, one of my students that I helped. I started working with her, and she had a very high voice like this. No, she's she's like a very sweet. She's a super sweet feminine Asian girl, super sweet. The thing is that she wants to be a coach, and she needs to be a strong woman to be heard, to uh -huh. be a coach, to be taken seriously. So we did a lot of work so that I could help her with her voice and with it, with exercises that combine the technique that I do with the singers and the marketing techniques. And I helped her to create a winning presence so that she can present herself with more confidence in front of the camera and build her brand. So we, she sent me, like, after we were working for a while, and she, her voice changed a lot. And she went from speaking like this to having a voice like this. And she did a, she did a, a wow. testimonial. <laughs> so the video testimonial says, I am so excited about being able to do this video. I never thought that I would be able to do something like this because before I was speaking like this and I was wondering why nobody was listening to me. But I need to have authority and I need to have bass in my voice. So she did that and it's so cool because it shows how you can actually develop that winning presence that you're trying to build. Not as something fake, but as a way to reveal that confidence that is inside of you. It's not faking it. It's not faking being, being confident. It's creating and changing and using what you have in a more in a stronger way. It's like, for example, you're a wrestler. You can punch someone and do like I would do it like, <laughs> or you can boom, right? You can go all in. Yeah, right? totally. Yeah. So you need to learn how to do the punch. It's not that you can't. You just need to develop the technique and you need to be able to reveal that power that is inside of you. Right, that, that potential. So that's what we do. And she sent me the other, like this was last year I trained mm. her. And the other day she sent me a text and she said, oh Lord, I love you so much. I just did my first live with a group and I wouldn't have been able to done this if it wasn't for you and all the work that we did. And 
I mean, that's something that I would say is fun, but it's something that uh, it's an amazing proof that this works and this is something that anybody can develop. It's something that makes me really, really happy. Yeah, you have um, a chapter dedicated to voice and how to command it and um, stuff like that. Um, so I also read in your book that you know three languages, right? Yeah, well, thanks for going like so thoroughly around the book. Thanks so much. I yeah, mean, it, yeah. it captured it captured me, and there's some stuff in there that like resonated with me. That I was like, this works. <laughs> it really does. Oh, I love it. I love it. So my question is that um, I'm guessing English is your third language, right? No, it's actually my second. Oh, okay. I, I'm half British and half Argentinian. I was born and raised in Argentina, but my family is British. That's why it's Lorna Earnshaw. Oh, okay. And then I moved to Brazil as an adult already, and that's when I learned Portuguese. So I speak three languages. I was going to ask um, how hard was it to learn English because everyone says that it's really hard and I'll be like, yes, it is. <laughs> well, for me, I was when I was a very small kid, they would speak to me in both languages. So I didn't really, like, sometimes my dad would say goodnight and I didn't know that goodnight was English. And so I heard someone say buenas noches. I didn't uh -huh. know that buenas noches was Spanish. Mm -hmm. For me, it's like, okay, he's communicating time to go to bed. So I wasn't, I didn't know what was a different, I thought it was all the same, you know? And I was kind of used to him talking to me in a way, my grandparents speaking in English, and on the other side, my mom's family, it's Argentina. So I was, I was having that in my mind all the time, and I was kind of used to it, and with time, I refined it, with like taking lessons in school, and learning more of the the grammar mm -hmm. and and but it was more with a British accent. And then I moved to to the United States. I got another degree, so I had to really work on my grammar, on my writing skills, and that really helped me develop a lot my, my English skills. And I still have an accent. It's a mix of everything that I do, but now yeah. I'm used to it. You know, yeah, uh, it's like how, my way of expressing myself. Yeah, your your accent is fine. It's like really really nice to to hear it. <laughs> Because, um, like, you know, I'm Puerto Rican Italian and I I speak Spanish very horribly, <laughs> but I can understand certain stuff. Um, I just don't remember much of Italian and stuff like that. So, you know, it's a little it's a little bit different and stuff like that. Um, what is the longest video you ever worked on that maybe you had to do it over and over because it wasn't right or wasn't perfect? Well, right now, there are some videos that I'm working on right now because I uh, I have my business, which is a coaching business, in which I help people build their brand online through video, and I put together a whole strategy. And I also work as a consultant for other people, companies, to build their own things, and I'm like uh, helping them do it. I do it with them. And right now, I'm working on some uh, financial investment videos for companies that work on financing products and uh, products that have to do with uh, life insurance and with investments, IULs, premium premium financing, these things are like super complicated and it has so many details, so many details. So we needed to work on a way in which we could have to uh, communicate the value of what we had to offer in a way that is compliant with the law because we couldn't lie. And at the same time, we couldn't be too technical. So I couldn't be reading a brochure of what we were talking about. 
it's been like the biggest challenge that we're going through and we've been like back and forth working on that. Most of the time people don't have to work on, on things like that so hard, you know, on uh, creating all these details. Now, nowadays when I do stuff for myself, I don't really uh, record stuff too much again and again. And most of the stuff that I'm doing right now is Facebook Live, so you can't even do that. It's like, okay, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to repurpose it for YouTube, yeah. and, you know, that's what it is. So I, I purposely not uh, overthink it. I purposely just let it go, you know? And what I'm doing, sometimes I'm doing some videos for my singing as well, and they are recorded previously and edited. I try not to overthink it at all. I Unless there's something really bad that happened, and I just, I do a short thing, like a test, because when you're recording yourself, and you don't have anybody to help you, which I don't recommend, it's best to have someone helping you, but in my case, I don't have anybody helping me. You might be recording yourself, and then you notice something that was off, and you could only see it in the screen, because it's still small when you sit in the, in the phone or your camera, so you have to put it in the screen, watching it in your computer, and then you're going to see, oh my God, I had, I don't know, dirty socks in the background, and I didn't notice, I had to remove those. Uh, so you wouldn't be able to see that unless you see it in a big monitor. So that's, that's, those are the things that sometimes happen to me, so I do always like a short test to make sure that it looks good, that like the colors that I'm wearing look good, that my hair looks good, and then once I say, okay, I did this short test, I see it in my camera, in the screen of the computer that looks good, then I, I go and I do the whole thing. Totally agree with that. Um, let's just say that um, you weren't doing the consulting and the marketing and stuff like that. Did you ever have a plan B if none of this ever worked out? Well, my number one goal was always being an artist, you know, and way to make money out of the things that I love. So I've never had a job. I've never had, I've never, I've never worked for anybody as, as, as an employee. Ever. So when I first started, I have a degree in journalism and I did like freelancing and then I went into dance and then I was like, okay, I want to have students and I got students and they came and then I said, okay, I'm going to work on singing and then I was combining that and then I just made it happen until I got the singing students. So I, I, I haven't been thinking, okay, if it doesn't work out, do something else. And I believe that, for example, when nowadays I have these skills on marketing, mm -hmm. there is no way that I'm going to work out because there's so much demand in the world and everybody now, my, 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 all my work is going down, you know, because of all these problems with the, the, the crisis, the world went online. So there's no way that I, it's not going to work for me. It's on me. So this is the way that I see it. And because I'm an entrepreneur, I'm always finding ways to make it work. So... I've never had like a, another option of what we do. I've always tried to make money out of things that I can do, and I try to monetize that, be creative and investing or learning more, and, and really taking action. I, I would say that I really take action on things. Yeah, that's totally um, different because uh, with me, I've always had a job, like no matter what, only now during this downtime am I able to focus on all of my creative side to try to get that going and um, stuff like that. Um, what was your favorite chapter to write in your book? My favorite chapter, I think 
that the most, I would say, I like writing the book, the, the whole. It was really easy for me to express myself. And I always loved writing since I was, I've always been writing since I was very little. So that's something, something that I've always been exercising. So I've always enjoyed it as a whole. Mm-hmm. But I think that the most important thing and the most significant is the part with the connection, the first part of the yeah. book. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that is actually stuff that is not as technical and that could be common sense. But I think that it has like the, the fundamental, the foundation so that people can express themselves. So it has to do with when you are in front of a camera and you want to establish authority and you want to sell more and, and be successful, you need to be connected to yourself and to other people. And how to express who you really are, how to be present, how to stop being a perfectionist, I mean, there's a way, I don't think anybody can stop being a perfectionist, yeah. but I, we can manage a tendency in a way that we're aware of it, and that every time that we go into that that path, that pattern, we can manage it and control it, but it doesn't control us. So, in my opinion, that's the most important part. The other parts here are extremely important, and I would say that are even more characteristic of what I teach because these are exercises and things that I came up with myself that nobody taught me so I just came up with those things are like very valuable but I think that if you don't have a foundation of the mission and your connection you won't be able to make it and even if you try and, and apply the details hello hello yeah we're back yeah, a- oh my god it drops yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's because I've been experiencing this it's because of everybody's using their internet, so yeah. they kind of not that good nowadays. Uh, all right, cool. So we're we're back. All right. Um, I have wanted to mention that um, Lorna is a, is extremely right. Um, if you get her book, um, speak ah, speak. Oh my God, it's not speak. <laughs> uh, speak out to close. Um. She is right that the first half of the book is basically about connection and it's about establishing that. And the part that I fell in love with is the not to be a perfectionist. <laughs> um, I never realized uh, that I was a perfectionist until my boyfriend pointed it out and I was like, damn. So I have that in the back of my mind and there's a line that um, I want to quote from the book that it says, quit trying to be perfect perfectionism kills dreams if you are a perfectionist you are eternally committed to frustration and unhappiness and i think that gets all of us no matter who you are and what you do in like your line of work um but as long as whatever you make makes you happy that should probably be the most best end result of whatever you do um but i highly recommend um the book and especially that first section that that's what really got me and that's why i wanted lorna on here even if she doesn't know much about like professional wrestling it's totally fine i have her back um (laughs) but um she definitely you know gave us a lot of good information and stuff like that um let's just talk about random stuff um do you prefer cake or pie cake or pie like apple pie peach pie stuff like that yeah I think of pie, definitely. There is a South Pole pie that I went to in 2018, Christmas 2018, I spent Christmas with my boyfriend's family. First time, we were like dating for five months and then I, I spent Christmas with, with them and they're Germans. 
So her, her aunt, she made like this amazing apple pie, like completely high quality, best ingredients. Like it was crispy. It was so perfect that I would say, okay, she ruined my experience with apple pies <laughs> because after that, I will never be able to be happy with any other apple pie. And since then I've been asking for it. And uh -huh. I haven't been able to get it again. She's been back to Germany, then she's been traveling, and then they told me that we would get the recipe, and I'm still waiting. So right now I have this problem, which is like, it raised the bar so high that I don't think that I will be able to satisfy with the apple pie anymore. So this is kind of like perfectionism. If it's not the perfect apple pie, it is, it is apple pie, I don't think I will be happy ever again. So there, for me, there's no competition between apple pie and cake and Edith's apple pie. So I'm just, I'm not even trying cake or, or apple or apple anymore. I'm done. Well, I'm over. Well, at that point, you can't really argue. If it was that perfect, it has to be perfect every time. Um, for, for me, uh, I would have to be in the mood for pie. So mine would be more for like cake because I'm really um, addicted to like Italian style cake. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm addicted to that. <laughs> um, let's see, the next question would be, do you prefer cookies or chips? I think chips. I try not to eat many like things that are not really like healthy snacks because I get really addicted to it. Mm. So I try to get away from that. I will not say that my diet is perfect. My boyfriend says, he says that I'm addicted to sugar because I eat yogurt. <laughs> Oh, like over. It's like I can't get because it's super healthy. So other than that, I, I I just stay away. I stay away from cookies. I stay away from chips. But the thing is that if you put one in my hand, I will eat it and I'll just eat the whole package. So that's why I'm trying to stay away from it. It's the only way for me to not to, you know, to, you know, to go off. Do you ever make your own healthy cookies? Mm, that's, again, again, I mean, you can make it. You know what's going in it. <laughs> I gave it some ideas. I'll give you those ideas. I'm trying. I'm trying to do my green juice. So, yeah, I don't. And I honestly don't. I'm not a person that enjoys cooking very much. Uh, I do because I have to. Mm -hmm. But I, I rather put my time into doing all the things that I really enjoy, like music, that I would something that I want to go back and, and release. I want to release. songwriting thing. Uh, where did your love of music uh, start? When I was two years old, I've always been a musician. When I was two, I remember my grandma teaching me how to sing and putting like this old recorder, tape recorder in front of me and mm -hmm. recording me and teaching me songs and making me sing the songs. And so in my family, my cousin, my uncle, he had like the biggest uh, audio, uh, audio recording studio in South America, the first big one in the 50s. He was like one of the pioneers in the industry. My cousin has a Grammy, 
he's a, he's a music producer. My other cousin is a musician. So since I was very young, in every party they were like music and they were teaching music and I had I had like a, 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 a guitar teacher coming home every week to teach me classical guitar and then I went to the conservatory. So that's who I am. That's my, my number one identity. I am a musician. Mm-hmm. And I'm a musician. I'm a musician that teaches vocals. I'm a musician that works as a online marketing entrepreneur. I'm a musician. So I feel that that's my, I'm her, that's who I am, like my identity. And it makes me sad when I don't, when I'm not doing it, when I am not really, you know, active. I agree with that. that I, I was like pulled in so many directions that I had to choose, and uh, that's why I want to come back this year to make that happen for me and keep on working on that. Do you have a favorite instrument? I am a singer, right? Yeah. Uh, I've been a voice coach for 16 years, a singing instructor, and so my, my instrument is vocals, and I am a good piano player too. I studied jazz, and I used to perform piano and, and vocals jazz. And I play guitar, but I kind of like not, I'm not very good at guitar. I'm like very like basic. I've never been a good guitar player. So those are the three things that I do. Vocals, guitar, and piano, and I combine them. But most, when I'm, when I'm on stage, I do piano and vocals. When you uh, create this album and uh, release it, will it be in the three languages or like one specific language that you feel comfortable in? Well, that's, that's been an issue for me because I am comfortable in three languages and that's the thing. So I will do it in Spanish, mostly in English. It's going to be the idea, the main idea of the music that I want to release this year is like the positivity and I want to combine all my thoughts about self-development and making your dreams come true and having a positive experience and being spiritual. I want to express all of that into my music. And I know that part of who I am is I have this very strong Latin ingredient. Mm-hmm. So this definitely be in the music, but it will not be an album in Spanish. It will be an album in English with elements of stuff in Spanish. And also I have some songs in, in Spanish that, uh, I, uh, that I will be releasing hopefully too. So um, do you have any questions for me? Yeah, well, I just I want I'm curious. I'm curious about you and how you started doing this podcast. Alright, so the whole story behind this podcast is that um October 2019, WWE had their famous Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. At the end of the pay-per-view, they had a cage match, and in a cage match, the disqualification rule is null and void. That does not ever happen. So they had two wrestlers wrestling in there. It was just really, really bad towards the ending, and the referee called for a DQ. Everybody was up in arms about that. Like, it should have never happened. Like, we were like, that that doesn't happen in history. So the after that night, created the podcast, started talking about professional wrestling, um, and I did it, I did do it with my friends, but unfortunately, due to, like, time constraints and, uh, time differences, uh, we don't do it as much together, and then it just blossoms, um, from there. That's exactly how it started. <laughs> over, oh, over that, match. <laughs> that is awesome. That yeah. is awesome. And you actually, you... 
I had dreams of being a professional wrestler. I did get into the ring and had like two sessions. My bumps are horrible, so I can't do that, but I could run the ropes. Um, but I'd rather be more on the behind the scenes and helping out the guys more than anything else. I don't really need a match. If I am called to be a manager, I would love to be a manager. I would love to manage JD Alpha whenever that happens because, um, you know, he's our cousin and we just love him to death. Um, but I'd rather do all the behind the scenes, um, interviewing people, just being around creative. And it's just a, that's all I really wanted to do. That's awesome. Yeah, I think then in your case, having the podcast is perfect for that. Yeah. Best thing you can do. Yeah, it's uh, slowly growing and stuff like that. Um, so before we uh, wrap up, what would you like to tell people about your book? Anything you want to do? Anything you want to tell them? Well, I want to talk not only about the book, but as a whole. I want to tell everybody that it's the best time for you to, to instead of watching Netflix and watching 25 seasons of everything that you have on Netflix, for you to use this time that we're going through, this lockdown, to create a brand online through video. And that's the best thing you can do. This is something that you will not regret. And make sure that you create this with consistency, that you put it in your calendar, and make sure that you show up by being yourself and by looking into connecting with people in your niche. And then you will succeed. And this is going to greatly help you to achieve your dreams. Don't give up on your dreams. Just make them happen for yourself. And nowadays we have the internet. And if you go and you look into the famous people nowadays, people that are making it, they're, 90% of them, they're coming from social media. We live in a new order. We don't have the hierarchy telling us what we can or we cannot do. So we have a lot of power and power is in here, in our thoughts, okay? So, okay, so the most important thing I believe nowadays is using this time that you have in order for you to grow your brand, even if you cannot be doing other things and you're thinking, oh, it's the quarantine, I'm at home, just don't go and keep on watching Netflix all day long. Do something for your business, do something for your career, and go and use the power that we have nowadays, which is the power of our, so the, the opportunity to create a brand using social media so make sure that you have a plan in place don't do it randomly and that is why i have my programs in which i teach people how to create those brands how to create the business how to create products that are going to be giving you the support the, the income and the revenue so that you can put put money on other things that's what i put my whole life i like dancing i figured out a way to teach lessons and to get people in so that i could make a lot of it i love singing right away and start getting people and then buy them. So I believe that with the internet, these things become easier. Guys, as athletes, you need to understand that there is a huge business part in the life of a, of a successful athlete. And you guys know this, right? You know that you need to develop your business part, you need to develop your branding. This is fundamental. So. I'm here for you guys, my email, my email is contact at lornavocals.com. You can shoot me an email. I will be putting more and more products and more for you guys do this. Because the problem is that when you're not a marketer, it's really hard to make it happen. 
and when you don't have coaching, it's really hard. It's like for you guys, you need to have a coach, right? So that's going to make it faster, and then you're going to have you're going to increase the chances of succeeding exponentially when you have someone helping you. So make sure that you have the right advice. Make a decision. Turn on your phone, but not for scrolling. Just turn on your phone to create a future for yourself and to make your dreams come true. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, and if anybody out there wants Lorna's contact or just want to be introduced to her with all of her great products and all of her great help, just let me know. Lorna, if you ever want to come over to the wrestling side, I got you there too as well. For a short period, I was engaged to a famous uh, jiu-jitsu uh, champion and wrestler. Oh. I'm mentioning him now. He's very famous, and I was I was never into that. I'm like, I'm like, oh no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go to the party. And he was like, no, you need to at least have a purple. But this is insane. Like, you need to have something. I said, no way. You know, I'm more in the art part and the communication. Like, I, I have like, I don't like physical contact. It makes me like, I but I can see, I can start, and I'm like, oh, it's just, you know. Well, I mean, I'll send you people if they want um, to get in contact with you and if you want to do stuff with that behind the scenes. Um, because wrestling is very versatile, and especially in your field, you can um, always expand and just help out whoever it is because both me and you, we love helping people. So, you know, why yeah. not? Um, so um, I believe um, that's everything. I enjoyed this podcast. Depending if, you know, all the internet problems and stuff like that, um, again, I thank you for being on my podcast, even though it was a little weird. But I hope that the audience that is listening had gained something valuable from this. Do not be a perfectionist. Go with confidence and make videos of what what makes you happy. That is what I will say. Yeah, yeah. yeah the confidence is uh, it has something that can be working on and something that develop. Oh, make sure you go that route because it's going to make a huge difference in your life. Yeah. All right, Lorna. Until next time, have a wonderful day. Make sure to stay safe out there, and um, we'll talk soon, I guess. Thanks so much. It was awesome being here. So thanks, and bye-bye. Take care. All right, take care.